Hello, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Wellbeing Guest Spot. Today, with the amazing, the fantastic Nova Barton of Nova Coaching Services. So, Nova and I met really around when you organized the US Fest, the online, amazing online wellbeing festival that took place ooh, several weeks ago now. Yeah, but- last weekend of September it was. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Time has flown. But Nova, I have watched you on a live with Sino Bounds, who also took part in organising that festival, and heard a little bit about the amazing work that you do. So I wanted to invite you on here and really get you to share with everyone all the work that you do, because I know that you've got lots of different strings to your bow. So would you start just by telling us a little bit about um, your history, what you were doing and how you have come to be doing what you are now? How did that all come about? Yes, how did it come about? So I have been working in and around substance misuse and criminal justice for over 20 years. Um, which has given me so many different different skills and different tools and allowed me to meet some amazing people that have travelled some amazing journeys themselves and and changed their lives around for, for the better and, and wonderful watching people finally become who they who they're meant to be and and how they're meant to be as well so so there's been some some incredible incredible inspirational parts to to my journey shared from other people's journeys so that that's been fantastic and um i work i've worked in all sorts of situations so community services in custodial services residential settings as well so so all sorts of different different services and gathered up all these amazing skills and tools and gone on every bit of training that that i could and and done all this and then this was all back in england and then i moved to to wales four years ago this month um best move ever because it's it's just awesome every every morning i i open the curtains and it's huge intake of breath and and just awe inspiring really it's it's incredible um i got a job with um an organization well a research projects um called drinkwise age well and i worked with them for for 3 years until the end of the the research project and it was um researching how alcohol use was impacting the over 50s so it was it was incredibly interesting work and lots of really good findings that still they'll be due out next early next year so it'd be really great to to see how how that worked out but it came to an end on march the 31st of this year so in all my working life i've finished contracts and and jobs have finished and i've i've just walked in the next day into into another job but there were no jobs at the end of end of march this year so what had been in the back of my mind for a very long time was stepping out and doing using my skills uh, as as a self-employed person setting up my own business becoming an entrepreneur and and doing it that way but I'd never quite 
taken that leap and had that I I don't know the the hadn't been brave enough to do it I suppose but now now I was I found myself in in a situation where it was possible and I didn't have any reason not to to give it a shot so that's exactly what I did and I started putting things together looking at my skill set what I had um I just recently finished a, a coaching course so I thought well I can do I can do some coaching what better during this time when everybody doesn't know what's happening than to be able to offer that kind of support to people so I started thinking about that but I also wanted to stay within substance misuse so and something that I'd wanted to do for a long time was sober coaching which I will talk a little bit more about in a in a moment but the other thing also was was laughter yoga which is something that I love doing and which I love seeing other people do as well because of its it's numerous many many benefits and and how instant those benefits can be as well so so I said about seeing if it would work over over zoom and it does amazingly it's fantastic and um so that's what brings me to today so now I'm Nova coaching services offering coaching NLP I'm an NLP practitioner as well um and laughter yoga and sober coaching so yes that's how that's how I got to to where I am which Absolutely is fabulous yeah exactly and, <laughs> and loving every minute of it it's amazing yeah. I've made that same move actually it's just two years ago this month two years ago on Monday since we made the move from England to Wales and I completely get how wonderful that is and I was going to say I've been seeing I'm not sure if it was that cat or another one but the, wandering around in the background and I Sydney Sydney who's <laughs> 24 and a half oh, so he's a very old man and um, loves clawing my leg while I'm talking over over the internet. So it's it's fantastic. Aren't you lovely? Yes. <laughs> so maybe um, at this point, might as well while he's there. If you could tell us a little bit about, I know you have several animals in your household, don't you? If you would tell us a little bit about why animals and the move to Wales, because you're in a much more rural surroundings now than you used to be, aren't you? Yeah. Why um, has this been so important for you? What what does it mean for you? What does it bring to your life? Oh gosh, um, what doesn't it bring really? Well, it doesn't bring negativity. Is is the the best bit about it? So I originally from from London, um, West London. So so a little bit more out in the sticks really than than being in central London or or other areas of London. Um, and I gradually moved myself out to the country. So I was living in Hampshire for a little bit before I, I moved to Wales. Um, never thought in a million years that I could live anywhere other than London, because London, of course, is the best place to be. And, and we're all the best people from London. And yes. So eventually I I decided to move to Wales. And, and it was it was kind of very much a case of waking up one morning and thinking let's move to Wales I hadn't been to Wales since I was a child on a, a school holiday so 
and I think maybe about when I was 10 or something like that so so I hadn't been as an adult so we just started my son and I we started looking at, at houses to rent and um I started looking at, at jobs and came for a few job interviews and, and finally got a job. And um, then we had to find a house quite quickly so that I could start the job. And then we loaded up a van and we moved to, to Wales. And one of the the really important things for me was my son, because he's he's got a lot of extra needs. Um, just before we, we moved, he he um got a diagnosis of autism so he was 22 when he got his diagnosis of autism which is fairly late and and he'd he'd had many different it may be this and it may be that his his entire life but didn't quite fit any diagnosis fully through through whatever screening techniques they were using um, um, so finally got this diagnosis when he was 22, which meant both him and I could could slightly relax a bit and and that he could then access what he needed to, to access. And coming to Wales meant that he was in a safer space, that it wasn't so risky for him to be out on his own and because he doesn't really understand stranger danger and and that kind of thing and is quite quite communicative communicative with people so he wants to he wants to engage with people and talk to people regardless of who they are but he doesn't have that buffer to to know if that person's possibly not the best person to be talking to so so that was always a worry but at the same time wanted to encourage him to be able to to do things for himself and go out and maybe go to the shop and buy himself some crisps or a coke and and things like that but it was it was getting harder and harder and the older he got the harder it was to to be with him as well but also when when he was small people people weren't aware that there was anything different about him because he didn't look different so it wasn't until they interacted with him but when he got older and bigger it became more and more obvious as well so he really stood out and so when we moved to Wales the most amazing thing was that people gave him more time and they gave him more space and seemed to be more understanding and it's just a slower pace of life which suits him much better and he still doesn't really go out obviously none of us can really go out at the moment but he um he calmed as well and and things became a lot easier for him and as for the animals he he loves cats we have five of them and and he absolutely adores cats and he wants to take care of them. He wants he wants to be around them. If we're out, cats do come and just gravitate towards him. So they've really, really helped him through some some really difficult times. And we had we had a, a lovely cat, Steve, who he had as a kitten, 
and he was really really down at the time that we we got Steve and Steve came in and he took care of Steve and it it just brought him back really out of this this incredibly dark time that he was going through and sadly we lost Steve a month or so ago um <clears throat> he was he was hit by a car just outside the house which was absolutely devastating and um because Steve was amazing he was he was lovely he was Steve <laughs> and he was great and now now we've got we've got two little kittens who um we got quite quickly after after Steve left us and um my son really wanted them to be Steve again so it was quite a good learning experience for him to to have these kittens and and find that they are different and that they're never going to be Steve but they're they're going to be Stan and Sophia and um yeah they're they're having a wonderful fight on the windowsill at the moment <laughs> <laughs> they do just bring such joy don't they and they also have oh, it does such such an amazing impact on us can be so grounding and so centering and just take us out of all of that head stuff and can and into a, a connection that's so non-judgmental and accepting exactly and they they people people say cats are their own bosses which they they very much are but they they also completely respond to us they they know when when there's something not right and they'll go and spend time with us until until it makes us feel better and the same with i've got a an elderly dog um who <laughs> who he's he's seen me through some some bad times some sad times and and he's he's a big he's a big lad he's a newfoundland cross with a mastiff so he's he's quite a size but he gives a proper cutch and he'll yeah so so if i'm if i'm having a, a bad day he just snuggles into me and he puts his one of his legs around me and gives me a big hug it's lovely and doesn't give me any slobbery kisses which is even nicer yeah but they're so they're so sensitive and intuitive aren't they and really yes. help to bring us out of that low space and to just give us hope again when we've maybe been feeling that oh, everything is dark and it's never going to be good again. Oh, this is little Sophia. That's so cute. She's wearing a, a little Star Trek emblem on her forehead, which is. <laughs> so, yes. I, they're, they're amazing and this living where we we live now is the best place that the the cats have been i mean sydney sydney came from hounslow west in west london and and so quite a built-up urban area and he's he's traveled all the way down the m4 to to the ronda valley and now now he can go and run around in on the mountains and play which is fantastic he can he can be a proper proper cat yeah our cats that we had with us until june uh, and she transitioned she was an elderly girl by then she had come from hammersmith to bristol so um from a small house with a little backyard to a house where we i'd created a kind of a wildlife garden at the back it wasn't very big 
to here and she got a whole new lease of life because she was very much a little panther and she would just you know go stalking through the grass and the bracken and whatever we have here and all the bushes she just loved all of that so yeah being out in life nature, them, isn't it? being out in nature has such an effect on our animals but on us too oh gosh yes yes I, it's it's incredible it, truly is incredible it's makes me makes me want to cry sometimes when i'm driving driving through it's like, oh no i need to stop <laughs> so going it, off the edge <laughs> it is just that how deeply it can touch us just looking at nature and you know the rawness of its beauty that it hasn't been constructed it just does its thing and I loved what you were saying earlier about working with people and seeing them step into who they are meant to be, who they really are at their core and being able to step into that and, and to express that more fully and how inspirational that is. But also also the thing about that is they have that, the journey that they've, they've traveled through, they have that as well that they can then pass on the knowledge of of how they've survived and come out the other end they can pass that on to other people and that's it's incredible and they want to to be able to do that as well it's it's almost like a calling they they need to need to share that and need to pass that on to people yeah it's incredible and I, love that. I was having that kind of a conversation around that this morning with somebody else about how our journey is a part of who we are and we go through all these struggles and we think this is so difficult and will I ever get through? And yet when we come out the other side, we realize it's that whole thing of it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's the the, the challenges that we go through that, that are growing pains. Without those, we wouldn't. It's that telling and that proving of who we really are. Exactly, exactly. Not, not saying that you know, I'd want everyone to have a struggle and... and and have to have to go through so many fiery rings to to get to where they're meant to be but when you do and and whatever your your past is it it just goes to form who you are in the moment isn't it so it's it's an amazing and I thing think, i think we all have our own path and we all have our own challenges but they're the right ones for us and we look at somebody else and we think oh my goodness how are they with the challenges that they're having because sometimes I see people and they seem to have just one thing on top of another on top of another on top of another and yet they come through and I think my life is nowhere near as bad as that but it, it's very subjective isn't it because our it, own challenges it's inspiring as well isn't it when you mm -hmm. when you see someone like that rather than going rather you than me it's like Whoa. wow how are you doing that I need to observe how you're doing that so that I can I can take on some of that as well and absorb that myself yeah and even just you made that you made it through I might not use any of the tools that you did but you made it through therefore I can too there is potential there's hope for me and that and that's so own, important mm, our own challenges are the things I think that we need and they'll challenge us on the level that is you know it pushes our buttons so i think sometimes we look at somebody else's struggles and then we look at our own and we make comparisons 
rather than and and we we put ourselves down in that we're so good at doing that aren't we you're coping with all of those things and this little thing of mine and I'm struggling not realizing no that's the thing that's really going to press my buttons because that's my challenge my learning my growth and I don't need to belittle that actually I should really appreciate how much of a challenge that is for me and how much I can grow from that exactly exactly and similar in in looking at somebody that seems to have more or seems to have what you want to have we have no way of knowing even if we know that person quite well what they're going through or what they've been through to get there so yeah so it's it's about observing people taking the best bits isn't it and and seeing if that can help you through to to your best bits yeah absolutely and and doing our best to do that objectively so not comparing and just this is where i am what can i learn from this how can i grow from this rather than it's so challenging isn't it not to get bogged down in, in the sometimes the hopelessness and the darkness of it but just to think this is where i am just now but this too will change everything changes but we're one constant when in our you, life when you come to that realization there's a awful big weight comes off your shoulders yes. it's it's incredible it's isn't it and then you are able to to cope and walk through it with with a better understanding than than you would have prior to to coming to that realization that it is what it is and you will get through it and yeah that's all it takes doesn't it and you can just yes i can breathe again now <laughs> yeah that is so true that weight off and that yes i can actually breathe and i can pause i can take a break if i need to and then regroup and start again tomorrow because tomorrow's a fresh start exactly because <laughs> that's it the sun just keeps coming up doesn't it regardless of what's going on and you get another shot at it yeah yeah and on that note, I think that's quite a nice kind of link into the sober coaching work that you do. Can you tell us a yeah. little bit more about that? Yeah, so sober coaching is different from coaching coaching. So life coaching, football coaching, any other kind of coaching. And so it's it's for, for people who have any kind of gamb gambling, addiction or dependence such as gambling or alcohol or drugs, prescription drugs, or whatever, could be shopping, could be sex, could be could be absolutely mm -hmm. anything that's impacting in a negative way on your life. And it starts to starts to take over you. Everything we can start quite nice and easily, and it's it's just something fun and we like it and it makes us feel good. But some people that last for so long before it starts becoming a negative impact on their lives and so with sober coaching it i work with with people that are impacted by those kind of things to to get them to set goals and what they want to do quite often it's just reducing whatever they're doing so that it's back to being manageable again which is fine because that's if that's what they they want to do it's not always manageable for that to, to happen and getting to a level that's acceptable can happen but 
it more than likely leads back. Some people are able to do that, which is brilliant. But most of the time, it's it's abstinence. It's it's staying away from from whatever it is that has that huge negative impact on your life. So so it could be breaking up your relationship or or just making home life really really difficult. Could be stopping you from from working productively, or it could be stopping you from turning up to work, or you're turning up to work and you're under the influence, or all sorts of things where it stops just your day-to-day tasks and, and operations from happening normally as as they once were and productively and positively as well. So so most of the time people might want to start by reducing and getting to a level that they think is acceptable. But the majority of the time those people at some point during the process will go actually I know now that I can't I can't do this. I need to I need to step away. Sometimes they they want to step away for six months so that they can build their health back up and get back on to where they're meant to be. But then six months comes and well, actually I've been all right without whatever it was I was doing. So so I can carry on and maybe we'll do it for another six months and, and reassess then. So that that's wonderful. So what, what I do with co- so <coughs> coaching is work with them to reach those goals. So, so it might be working with them to reduce safely with alcohol because you can't stop with alcohol. If, you, if you've got a dependence to it, then it can be incredibly dangerous if you just cut alcohol out. So you need to reduce it gradually and safely. Um, they may need clinical intervention. So I would support them to get the right appointments with the right people so that they can get the, the help that they need um, and support them to go there. So take them to the appointments so that they actually get there because they may want to get there, but alcohol may be calling a little louder than, than the doctor's appointment. So it's important to, to pretty much escort someone to to the appointment sit in with them or outside with them so that the appointment happens and they get the the help that they need um if they need some rehabilitation um would help them to find a a place that's appropriate for them because there's lots of different rehabs for all sorts of different substances and all sorts of different so there's ones that are just for women ones that are just for men there's ones that you can take your your animal with you or there's there's all sorts of different different ones there's ones that are very religion based there's ones that are based on other types of therapy and there's there's all sorts of different ones so it would be finding the right one for that person there's also some fabulous equine ones as well which use horses to to help people get into recovery um so then i would prepare them for for rehab because rehab isn't isn't a walk in the park by by any stretch of the imagination it's it's quite brutal at times and kind of almost strips you right back to to your raw raw bones and and then builds you back up again and then i'm there at the end of of rehab as well to support them afterwards to make sure that all the hard work that they've done carries on 
and they get back into their life and where they they need to be next really so yeah that's in a nutshell what what sober coaching is which is there's a lot of different parts to it and not everybody would need to to have clinical intervention or or rehab a lot of people are able to do it themselves in in their own home and and get to where they want to be a lot of people don't have they might think that they've got that they're an alcoholic or they're dependent but the likelihood is that that they're not actually at that point but then a lot of people are as well so so it's it's assessing where they are and working with what they want to do as well but giving them the options of what they can do so that they can they can make a choice on monday but on on thursday it may be a different choice and so it's keeping keeping them aware of what choices there are and where they're at with the choice that they made the last time as well to keep them moving forward yeah and setting lots and of little I, goals that are achievable i guess it's good if people spot that they are or you know maybe think that they're dependent but you can see that actually you're not yet but if you carried on you might be so catching it at that point and then being able to put the um practices or steps care into place that helps yeah. somebody to get back on track before they've really fallen off oh, exactly exactly and it's and and also working with with families as well mm -hmm. in order for them to understand what's happening and to be able to to work with the person as well and support them because quite often with with family members you'll you'll find them supporting them to continue the behaviors that they're doing because stopping it can be too painful and they don't want to see their loved one in pain because even if you haven't got a physical addiction, if you've got, if you're using something, whatever it is, whether it's a, a behavior like gambling or whether it's a substance like alcohol to excess, then it becomes your friend. It's a very toxic friend, but it, it's still, so you have to go through a grieving process when, when you're giving it up. So, so it's important to have a robust support network around you to, to, help you through that that time and and you do need to be helped rather than supported through through grief i think you need people to be there and to do things for you rather than just being there to tell you it's it's going to be okay and you can do it you need more than that so so it's really important the family are on board and that the family understands the processes that that the person's going through as well whether that be detoxing or, or grieving they they need to understand and and families with all the best intentions they don't want to see a loved one in pain but they also get very angry themselves at, at the person because they've pretty much lost that person so they also have a grieving process too so there's so many complexities in there so it's really important that everybody's working together which can be very hard <laughs> and, and it's 
it's it's finding that that mutual understanding and and just bringing everyone together and, and moving them forward together and hopefully they come out the other end together as well and it's a multi-layered thing isn't it we're multi-layered beings we have many aspects that kind of seem to contradict each other quite often and then there's that push and pull and trying to get everybody onto the same kind of singing from the same hymn sheet kind of idea so that the person needs their external and their internal environment to all be congruent so it's all working in the same way rather than particularly i suppose if somebody's been in rehab and then they come home they need it's going to be a huge culture shock and they're going to be back in the old environment where the old habits were so and family as you say could unintentionally be a part of that and the neighborhood in which you live having worked in some areas in bristol where you know everybody knows where the drug dealers live and they know where you live so even if you've given up they'll be back round offering so trying to get away from all of those old triggers is really a challenge so yeah i can imagine getting the family on board person then when they come home trying to support that to keep them not losing all of that wonderful work as you said yeah 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 exactly and it's it's so important that that the family also have support and and somebody that they can reach out to instead of lashing out at the person that we're all trying to support and get through which is which is all too easy and one of the the really important things is um for the the individual to understand that it's going to take longer for their loved ones to to regain the trust that they they once had than it is for that person to to stop doing whatever it was that caused their loved ones to to lose that trust and it it's that's that's the so you can be doing really 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 well but your family members don't trust you and think and are constantly checking that you're not using again or or whatever it is again which then is going to impact on that person if they have a bad day they're going to think well sod this i'm i what's the point if they don't believe me i may as well and that's because that's that's how the brain works and it will try and trick you into to going back so it's it's really important that everybody understands <laughs> everything in order to to get and and maybe maybe it is meant to be that that the family does disband i suppose and because it's the the alcohol or the gambling that held held it together that toxicity is is just what kept everybody in that same space so sometimes it's it's coming to that kind of conclusion and then helping each of the people involved to to go into whatever's next for them yeah it comes back around to those challenges and, yeah that a happy ending be... doesn't always have to be the the ideal kind of expected yeah the hoped for even and the 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 challenges as well that that we're facing that we may think they're one thing but actually it might end up being leaving your family 
because your family are maybe not what got you to that point, but they're holding you there. And that's, you know, thinking around that as well, I, that's why I have workshops here, retreat days here, because it gives you that chance to get away from all of the things that hold you stuck, the, the habits even. It doesn't necessarily have to be external triggers. It's just that, well, I've always done it this way. I have my own sense of who I am in that space, but it's not who I really am because I'm, you know, I've been molded into that. It's not me. So to get back to just being in nature, getting that centered, that grounded, so that you can find out who you really are away from all of those expectations and ruts that we find ourselves in that can be so deep that they're difficult to get out. And so easily that we fall, we fall in, in them so easily, don't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's all of that, which is probably where your NLP really comes in, that um brain plasticity and making those new habits because it takes longer doesn't it to lose an old habit than it does to make a new one so sometimes I think that resisting trying to push against an old habit doesn't serve us it's easier actually just to put our energy somewhere else and go off in a new direction exactly. yes yes but that that's coming to that conclusion is is a a tough tough journey isn't it it's 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 hard to come to that so that's a yes <laughs> oh exactly exactly yeah yeah so tell us then a little bit more about the laughter yoga how does how does what is it how does it work in terms of what's a session like but then tell us about the benefits that you just touched on previously so laughter yoga 25 years old this year started really? in Mumbai by a GP, Dr. Kataria, um, who wanted to find a nicer solution to, to everybody's levels of stress living in such a, a chaotic metropolis such as Mumbai at the time. Um, so he went into his local park and spoke to a few people and they just started laughing together. And this this grew and grew and grew. And so now, 25 years on, there's I think it's eight to nine thousand classes happening across the globe. It's 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 massive and it's it's great as well. So yoga is uh, a combination of focusing on the breath, of mindful meditation and of prescribed exercises. And that's exactly what laughter yoga is as well. So. But instead of being down on a mat and, and doing sun salutations or downward dog, you're you're doing laughter exercises. And um, they're quite bizarre. And um, yes, I often think if somebody suddenly popped up <laughs> randomly and, and saw us doing a, a laughter yoga class, they'd be quite concerned for our, our sanity and well-being but in fact it's the opposite of that because it's it's incredibly good for for our well-being because laughter is it it gives us an instant instant lift an instant fix to to stress and anxiety and if you when you I mean we've all 
had very very sad moments in our lives and but if somebody something makes you laugh a little bit you're still able to to chuckle and and it does lift you slightly out of that and if you continue it it brings you out more and more so yes laughter yoga the benefits of laughter yoga there's multitudes physical and mental well-being and health benefits so <clears throat> it can um increase your increase your um not your memory clearly <laughs> it can increase your um metabolism it counts as a, a cardio workout it's um increases your immune system as well it builds that up which is incredibly important as we go into winter and the coughs and flu season but also because of what we're all, all traveling through at the moment as well so so really good to get your your immune system built up um it reduces stress it reduces anxiety it helps to prevent depression it is great for for social isolation as well because it brings people together and when you laugh together it, it's it's infectious so everybody however resistant they are to it they they end up joining in and benefiting from it even when people don't put their cameras on in the zoom classes they they then report back that actually it worked even though i wasn't taking part I feel better than I did before and next time my camera will be coming on so that's brilliant it's it um lung capacity improves as well your your blood pressure reduces it it works on your your whole respiratory system and and just makes it stronger and yeah there there's pretty much nothing that that it doesn't impact on it's it's fantastic and once we're back being able to have face-to-face -face classes it's much more energetic then because you're moving around all the time as well whereas on zoom we're doing it all from seated so it's lovely but whether it's face-to-face -face or we're sitting in a chair on zoom it's accessible to to everybody regardless of age or, or ability so people bring their their small children and their older children teenagers scowling at me and but eventually laughing <laughs> with their parents which is amazing and um yeah it's it's great you don't need any special kits you can just come as you are so there's there's no investment in it it's it's amazing yes just incredible and instant it, yeah. it does it does it's fantastic and, and as you say so important at this time when we really need to release reduce stress connect because we're feeling so isolated and distanced from each other yeah so that connection that um full work it's wonderful it's a wonderful shared experience yeah. and when when we share experiences because i i wondered about shared experience i'd watch what well, I wouldn't watch, but I'd see clips of football games and everybody cheering together. And then if they their teams won, the tears and the, the laughter and everybody. And I don't understand this shared experience. This is this is something I've never, never experienced is is this kind of 
well, shared experience of elation, really. But that's kind of what you get with a, a laughter yoga class as well, is because when people come in and they're new and it's all a bit kind of, you can't hide and you can't stop yourself from joining in. Even if you're not doing the exercises, you're laughing at the other people doing the exercises <laughs> and the people doing the exercises don't mind because they're laughing at themselves doing the exercises as well because it's mad and because it's they're having too much fun exactly and so people's inhibitions go and then they they have that shared experience which is which is a really important thing I think and and we're not even together which makes it even even more amazing is that we can have a shared experience from I've had people coming from all different countries around the world and and so okay, we're not even in the the same proximity and we're still sharing that same experience which is an amazing amazing thing yeah and itself is wonderful that's the the benefit really of this time when we are at home for so much of the time we can't go out so much but we can connect people all over the world and it's great you know we we might maybe feel distanced from another country culturally in so many ways but it's the great leveler or it's the great connector and because as you say it's so infectious no matter what country what culture what language you come from a laugh and and i love my, my one of my favorite sounds in the world is listening to a baby chuckle because there's something <laughs> that is just so oh. contagious about that so hearing other people laugh it's the same with uh crying to a degree as well you hear somebody crying and it really stirs you yeah. these these because they're basic emotions aren't they joy and sadness so we all share them there are nuances maybe but we all share the basic so, so they're very interconnected aren't they and they they are primal primal reflexes really aren't they and sort of with if a baby sees somebody looking angry at them, their instinct yeah. is to to smile and and giggle even, and that then yeah. turns that angry face yeah. into yes. into a happy face. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. getting back to that aspect of our nature as well. Another part of that true, undomesticated, untamed kind of wild aspect of our nature. I just love that. Um, yeah, so so laughter yoga is absolutely amazing. How do people find you and maybe join your classes? Well, I have a have a page on Facebook, which is the easiest way. But I am about to launch my website, which has been a long time coming. I spent a long time saying I can build a website, but turns out I couldn't build a website. So so I got some wonderful people to to build me a website. And it's it's just finished and ready. So I am going to be launching it next week. And I'm going to pick a day now. I'm going to launch it on Monday next week. So heard it here. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so, so that's amazing. And and you'll be able to to directly book from from the website. Also the See No Bounds website, you can you can book through them for, for my my classes. And there's it's one every day of the week, which is um, and two on Friday, an early morning one, which um, thankfully no one's ever come to, because most of the time I'm still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Friday. I would morning. get up if people booked. I'd get up. <laughs> it's a bit of a challenge on Friday morning at the end of the week after you've had a busy week. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> but yeah, so so watch this space. Oh. And um yes, find me on on Facebook, Nova Coaching Services. So there's um or me, Nova Nova Barton. There's only one other Nova Barton on Facebook and, and that's a dog. So <laughs> so we're quite different. <laughs> so it's fairly easy to spot which one is yes. you. Yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully. The one without yeah. the two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. And what then? So exciting your, time. Yeah. So what? Obviously, the new website. But what other visions do you have for the future of Nova Coaching? Um. Well, what what I really want to do is to be able to. Obviously, I have to I have to make money and and eat and pay my bills. But what I'd like to be able to do is be in a position that I can offer my services to, to my community, my local community here in the Ronda, um, at a much reduced or or even free to, to people so that they can they can get back. We've got in this this part of South Wales, there's there's a very high level of, of unemployment. So so helping people find their feet again and get back into work or or even starting up their own businesses as well and just getting people back to to where they want to be really and, and being able to yeah to to make things a little bit happier for people yeah and taking nice. laughter yoga out to them as well and doing it face to face that's that's the biggest thing when we yes. can get back to that that will be absolutely amazing and wonderful get the Brilliant. whole of the valleys laughing brilliant <laughs> wouldn't that be a thing to see uh, we've just actually had somebody sorry it's coming up as facebook user i don't know we've had a, somebody with us throughout watching and saying really enjoying your chat and learning lots so yeah you're sharing lots of wonderful information there Nova. thank you so much oh pleasure pleasure it's been an absolute delight to have you nova thank you so much for coming and being a wonderful guest thank and you for also, having me oh as i say absolutely a pleasure and just to share as well if you'd like to know a little bit more about my wild way to start feeling better right now i will be sharing that in a link along with the link for Sino bounds and for your facebook page nova as well i'll share that all below uh, when this live goes onto my page and then maybe uh, we can later also share your website next Monday yes. when that goes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you very much again. Nova. Thank you. Thank you.